0: Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. I think whenever we come together, we've got to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever we come together, we need to tell our stories. We need to celebrate what God is doing, what God has done. I mean, I want to celebrate all the new people that have joined church this year. If you're new, you've just come to church this year, wave your hands at me. Yeah, do it like you just, wave it like you just don't care. Come on, let's celebrate them. (laughs) Wave at me if you've been here two years and longer. Yeah, let's celebrate you as well. Uh, if you were here on, on, um, on Wednesday night, let me just say, like, team nights are one of those key moments where we get to hang out together, um, and it's, you're not just, you're not just, we're not in our Sunday mode, if you know what I mean. Because you know when we come, it's church o'clock, and everybody's kind of expecting a certain thing, da, da, da. Let me tell you, the worship on Wednesday night went to another level. And it wasn't what we were doing. It was what the Holy Spirit was doing. And in those environments, God is bringing a breathing and new air into the life of the church that you cannot contain. And dare I say, if you choose to withhold, you will get left behind. I'm speaking to a mature body of Christ where we need to be on. There's no more room for lax and relax and all that kind of stuff, you know? Like, there's a world out there that's dying. If if you're not passionate about the Word of God, if you're not passionate about the things about God, might as well shut our doors and go home. I'm just saying, because like, because, I mean, there's enough Christians out there who are kind of not really doing anything. And I'd hate for us to add to that. So here's the thing. In your workplace... Bring heaven to earth. In your workplace, make a decision when you go to work, I'm going to be salt and light in this environment. When you're in your family, when you're in your car on your way home, just decide I'm going to create an atmosphere of praise and worship where Jesus is the boss. In your marriage, I was just talking to a brother this week, you know, just in sharing and encouraging him. It's like, you know what, man? Life is busy, but if you don't make time for your marriage, something, something else will take the time. Something else will come in and steal that time. So, man, I'm just chucking it out there. Like it's really important that we literally open our eyes and get moving because I don't want us to be left behind. Amen? Touch your neighbor, say, don't get left behind. <laughs> literally. <laughs> come on, somebody. So I want you to relax this morning. This is not a heavy word. It's, it's, it's quite simple. You know me. I like it to keep it simple. It's, but it's quite profound. And I think no matter how early you are in your journey with Jesus or how mature you are in your journey with Jesus, this word's for you. Cool? Got your Bibles? How about those Christians that don't turn up to church without Bibles, man? I know it's on your device and all, but how about that undercover brother? We got, I mean, I, I'm not, I, oh, oh, I'm just on this buzz right now. I'm just like, oh, my goodness. How will they know that we really love him? Come on, Whitney. How will they know? <laughs> so got your Bibles? Turn your Bibles to John chapter 13. John chapter 13. When you've got it, say yes. If you haven't found it, yes, say wait. Come on. It's John. <laughs> John chapter 13, verses 1 to 17. I'll be reading from the NIV translation. Good. Okay, so let's go. It was just before the Passover festival, Jesus knew the hour had come for him to to leave this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Verse two. The evening meal, somebody say dinner's up. Was in progress and the devil had already prompted Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power. Mm. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under His power and had come from God and was returning to God. Mm. So, He got up from the meal took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Verse 6. He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you will understand. No, said said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Mm. Just let that sit. Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, then, Lord, Simon, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who've had a bath need only wash their feet. Their whole body's clean. And you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him and that he and that was why he said what he that was why he said not everyone was clean. Verse 12. When he had finished washing their feet, he had put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I've done for you? He asked them. You call me teacher and lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a master greater than the one who sent him, or the messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I pray God's blessing and understanding on his word. Um, If you were here a few weeks back, I talked about um, Jesus going to the house of Simon the Pharisee. Yep. And then some woman turned up. Yep. And she began to wash Jesus' feet, all that stuff. And we talked about her bringing her own elements, even though in Simon the Pharisee's house, he would have had all of that stuff, but he didn't use it. Yep, and so the tagline for that message was, I bought my own. So that meant that wherever you go, you don't need to be in the four walls of this building in order that you would minister the grace of God. So church is important because it's community. If this is the only place you get your own feeding, then you're still a baby Christian. You're still a baby because you're dependent on my silver spoon to feed your mouth. However, if you have come this morning and this is just one of those courses that you'll have in your lifetime, great, you're mature. With that, I say this. I think some of us are too heavy on listening to other people's stuff and we are not getting our own stuff. I put myself in that, in that place. I used to be so busy on wanting to see what T.D. Jacks was saying. I was so busy about what was happening in Bethel. I was, was, what was happening here? Don't get me wrong, that's great words. But what I found was, <laughs> I was waiting on their silver spoon to give me my personal revelation of what God wanted to deposit into my heart. So caution, be careful what you listen to. Isn't it good that we need to hear directly from God? I mean, you know, like he's, he's put us in, in, in places and in our giftings and our callings in order to impart God's word. So we have teachers, we have prophets, we have apostles, right? But if the church is fully reliant on these gifts to get their revelation, then the enemy will have his way with us. It's like when mom and dad, just skip that. It's like when mom and dad are not home. When mom and dad's not home, oh, let me tell you what can happen. A lot can happen at home when, I mean, how many of you adults have stories of when mom and dad have gone away for the weekend? Mm-hmm. Yep. Or, or like you may not even have done that, but you've plotted in your mind like, Who unsupervised. (laughs) Do you know they say, like, it's teachers are one of the worst kind of professions because they spend their whole lives, not worse, just like in that, but okay, come with me on this. (laughs) Teachers, like, because they spend their whole career telling people to behave, do this, do that, right, like this, da 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 da. And you get them to like a, a camp where it's just them, no responsibility, it is loose. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Teachers in the house? Yeah, of course. Like we can be ourselves. It's like that. Without any kind of guidance and the Word of God, we can get a bit loose. Because, I don't know, I want to be able to be part of a house that can behave unsupervised. Hmm. I want to be part of a house that can behave unsupervised. Because why is it that as a teenager, when the pastor was in the room, oh, my language was so good. I would do all the right things. Soon as he went, beep, 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 unsupervised. If we can't be trusted unsupervised with Who is it going to get given to? You're going to miss out, and someone else is going to get it. Can we, can we, as Equippus Christchurch, can that be a mark of our house? That we don't have to be supervised to be disciples. We don't need to be in this room just to behave. That our DNA, our heartbeats are the things that, the stuff that we believe in and we're just going, yes, I am convinced this is the best way to live. I am convinced. And that needs to translate from our language and from our actions. So I bring us to the context of our word this morning. So set the stage. Here's the house, and it's Passover. So it happens, like it's this celebration. There's lamb for dinner. Ooh, man, I I love my lamb, particularly New Zealand lamb is awesome. So picture this. They're in the house, and everybody's reclining. (laughs) Everybody's reclining around the table (sighs) with their feet out. Just waiting. Just waiting. Do you know, like in Simon's house, they're probably going, um, where's the servant? Hello, waiter? Like all of them, right? So the conversation beforehand, they're all saying, Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the greatest? Who's going to be the greatest? I'm going to be better than you. Oh, well, actually, I've got more experience because Jesus called me first, and so I'm, I'm closer to him. Oh, did he call you to go and do that? No, he didn't. But did, you weren't even part of that whole thing. Did you see the 5,000 get fed? No, you didn't. So you're kind of like, back, back it up, back it up, back it up. And you're the youngest, so certainly you're back. Who's the greatest? This is the context of this whole. So no one moved a muscle. They were in this room, and no one moved the muscle. They were all expecting, like, oh, uh, uh, uh. if I move now, <laughs> I know what needs to happen. But if I move now, it's going to let them know that I'm weak. If I did something now, then they're going to think they're better than me. Do you know around that table, Judas was sitting there as well. So he probably thought, I am the greatest because I just got some money on the side. And in the eyes of the, of the, of the chief priests, he would have been the man. So he, just, he just thought, oh, man, you guys are all, you fools, you guys are all thinking like something's about to go down right now. So they're all kind of sussing each other out. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you're just sitting there like no one knows what to do? Like, for instance, you're in a bus, and someone's crying, and everybody sees there's a lady crying. I'm just going to turn my iPod up, and I'm just going to look this way, and I'm going to pretend nothing happened. Or there's a domestic violence scene that's happening in your neighbor's house. And I'm just, to oh, oh, shut the curtains, man. Oh, so noisy out there. I'm not going to do anything. Or you are in your church on a Sunday and someone's frantically running around trying to find someone to do something. And we're just like, hey, good to see you, bro. And in our modern context, so just imagine that was happening around this table. So Jesus then gets up and he does what everybody else is thinking. How would you feel? <laughs> it's a bit like some in the Pharisees' house. When the guest of the house begins to host you. That's embarrassing. Right? For instance, if I was to come into your house, you invited me to come to your house. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I feel at home already. I, I might get me a cup of tea. So I go into your kitchen, and you're just sitting there. Oh, church was awesome. Pastor it was great. And all these cool things happening. Oh, God's doing amazing, and we missed it. Could that be like a Sunday? Could that be like a group? Could that be like our own devotional life? Where we're just sitting back. Well, it's not my job. It's not my job. And so we... I'm just going to look the other way. Because as long as I'm not seeing this need, I don't have to deal with it. Because the minute I get up from this table it means i have to do something about it so jesus read simon the pharisee's mind judging that woman right what do you think would have happened around this table he would have read 11 minds and he's just like mm, 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 mm. did you like if he has the ability to read our minds lord have mercy imagine what Is coming out. Imagine. I love this bit where we, verse three, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power. All things, including those foolish disciples. They were in his circle, but they were under him. And in his power and authority, he gets up and he serves them, the, the most menial task that a servant would have to fulfill. Jesus gets up and he does that. Imagine the embarrassment in the room. You see, this Christian world, walk, this Christian walk requires... Humility. You cannot be a disciple of Jesus, clearly, and not have humility. Title for my sermon this morning. So we've got the series, The Church You See. And I just wanted to hit this morning, we are gifted, you are gifted and purposed to serve. So, this morning my title is Submission versus Permission. Or put it another way Submission versus Position. A mark of a leader is not by the position you hold, but by the people that follow. You could be the chief of the village, but if there's no village, hello? (laughs) There are are certain things that are just customary, things that just need to happen in order that life would would carry on, right? So the conversation that Peter has with Jesus, Peter's like, Lord, don't wash my feet. If you're gonna wash my feet, then wash my hands, wash my head. So in those days, it was, it was the norm to have a public, public bath. So you'd go down to Kiwi 2 and everybody would like, eh, wash up, la, 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 right? And that's, that's what would happen. But then people would have to leave the bath and walk home. So even then, it was still necessary after your bath to wash your feet because you've just walked in the mud again. Right? So would we say this would be a bath? So we're in in this environment and and we're all together and everybody's getting, hey, awesome. And then you have to go now from here to home to work. And no wonder Jesus said, i got to wash your feet. Because a person that's had a bath doesn't need to be washed again. It's just your feet because your feet has touched the ground. So I want to suggest this morning that the bath is like our salvation experience. When you receive Jesus, bang, that's a one-time decision, you're saved, right? And so washing your feet is like those daily obedient steps where the word is sanctification. It kind of... Just the discipleship walk is like, I oh, I realize we have just walked, so I'm just going to need a bit more Jesus just to make sure my path is blessed and my, my path is clean. So in, in essence, the, the salvation, once you've made a decision to follow Jesus, that's safe and secure. The journey of walking with Jesus is a daily washing of your feet. You sit down and spend time with Jesus. It's like, oh man. Like the woman, I realize I'm forgiven. I realize that you've set me free. My tears wash your feet and I dry them with my hair. It's that experience of just understanding that unless you wash my feet, I'm gonna walk in some pretty ugly places. This is why this is important. Foot washing, as you know, it's done. It's the most humblest of tasks in a home. What are those that God's challenging you with this morning? That you are kind of like, I'm not a slave, I'm not a servant. What is it that you are hearing, Holy Spirit, say to you this morning? So Jesus switched roles. Someone say switched. Jesus switched roles. Now he's the master. And now he's just become the servant. Can you imagine how freaked out these guys would have been? Oh, we're in trouble now. We're in trouble now because he is now doing what we should be doing, he is now doing what I should be doing. (laughs) And I'm sure they all would have felt really ashamed. Funny how the Bible talks about Satan being the one that has been, you know, like Satan thought, oh, okay, picked one guy out. You know, all the people just, when we read the scripture, we kind of go, oh, it was Judas was the one. Can I suggest that what if Satan had gone into all of their heads? Because they decided to withhold? See how often we go for the most obvious thing. <laughs> Oh, that person's living in sin. Bro, check out your thoughts. And we think, just because you're outwardly displaying sin, check yourself. Like the enemy is subtle in his attacks because the holier-than-thou attitude does not belong here. We are the most like Jesus when we serve in any capacity. We are the most like Jesus when we, when we serve one another. See, people want to be, people want to lead, but are not prepared with what it takes to lead something. People want status and position rather than submission. Leadership is all about serving. Mum, dad, leadership is all about serving. Young person, leadership is all about serving. Retirees, leadership is all about serving. Um, can we throw up that picture, Liz, please? So this message formed when I observed this happening. And if you follow me on social media, you would have seen this, um, this picture. So this is my, uh, my youngest brother's son. Uh, his name's Ju- uh, Graham, Jr., named after his dad. But the, the big foot is my father. So I'm at their house after dropping, the, he didn't go to school. No, he's actually in his school uniform. We're about to go. I've dropped the first lot of kids off. <laughs> now I've come to the sec, to their house and dad's coming for a haircut and we're sitting, I'm sitting on the floor, dad's on the chair and uh, so because dad's had a stroke, he can't talk normal like us, right? So he'll motion or, huh, hey, like that and so he so my brother's six kids were around him okay around dad and and so dad's motioning like we're going somewhere like shoes right shoes i was observing all of this going on and junior who was in the kitchen doing the dishes right breakfast dishes drops everything like he wasn't even in the room but he could hear grandpa huh, uh, 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 uh. Right? So Junior comes, goes to the shoe shelf, picks up dad's shoes, comes down, sits on the ground, and puts on his shoes. He was in the kitchen, like I was sitting in a distance looking, and I was just crying. I was like, oh my word. Oh God. May I never miss it. Levi, may I never miss a moment to bless you, Father. Because your service is to do something for a brother or the sister. But what you are doing is your blessing, Father. That's what we're doing when we serve. And when we just kind of go, there's a mission of God in this city that we need to do. There's a mission that we need to fulfill. Not a building would, 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 would settle that for us. If we we could have a building. We, this could be our church building if we're not fulfilling the mission of God. So let me just say this. The, a building will not fulfill God's calling for you. It's a vehicle that will aid the mission of God, but it's not the thing. So make the decision right now, I choose to be on mission, building or not. Straight up, building or not. I do not need a building for me to fulfill the mission of God. God can do whatever he wants to do with that. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Here's the thing. With the disciples, when they observed Jesus doing all those things, they would have gone, oh, man, I should have done that. The I should have I should have, coulda, woulda. I should have. Oh, my God, I should have. When did I see that happening? I should have. 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 And so this morning, I want to help us to kind of just have some I should have. But they come in the form of I will. It'll be good. If you're taking notes, it'll be good for you to write this down because it'll just remind you. So the first I will is I will imitate Jesus. Simple, right? I will imitate Jesus. I will do that by laying my life down. I will do that by laying my preference down. I will do that by even laying my gifts down. Because just because you're gift doesn't mean you're going to get used. I will imitate Jesus. Secondly, I will initiate. I will initiate. I will initiate by being the first responder. Like even today, in America, first aiders, people who are trained with first aid, are even scared to be the first responder. Because they're afraid they're going to get sued. And sometimes Christians... We're afraid to be the first responder because we're afraid we're going to get judged for our motives. I will initiate by being the first responder. I will not sit back. I will not sit back. Thirdly, activate. I will activate the love of Jesus wherever I go. I will activate the love of Jesus wherever I go because actions actually speak louder than words you can go on till the cows come home but your words will fall your words will fall fourth replicate I will replicate servanthood by being a good example not because I want a pat on the back, but because I want other people to do what Jesus did. I will replicate what Jesus has done. I will tell people about it, but not only will I tell them, I will show them. We all say God does a redemptive work. God does an amazing work in redeeming us. Show me. Show me that He does that. Show me that God is the God of hope. Because every time trouble comes up, all I hear from you is I... I blah, 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 blah. Show me that God is all-powerful. Show me that it's everywhere. Show me that God knows my circumstance right now. Show me. Help me understand by showing me you still got your Bibles open. Keep it open. See, God wants to do a cleansing this morning. One, God wants to do a a bathing for people who don't know Him, people who don't know Jesus, because the point of salvation is the decision that you make to follow Jesus. And once you make the decision, You are saved. So your salvation, your life with Jesus, eternal life is secure. And the second kind of cleansing this morning are for those whose salvation is secure, but you need your feet washed. Take a moment just to think about where am I right now? God wants to do a cleansing this morning. To be cleansed of any self-seeking motives. To be cleansed of any status-seeking. To be cleansed of position-seeking. To be cleansed of greatness-wanting. John chapter 13, verse 34, as I close. Still in the same conversation. Verse 34 says this A new command I give you love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. Verse 35 By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. You see, love is something that you cannot command. You cannot demand. Because love needs to be voluntary. And don't we love how God gives us a choice? Life, death, hate. Here's a cheater's point for you. Choose life. Love that is so selfless, that is not about self preservation. The world will tell us do you know what the greatest love is if you just love yourself? But the greatest love is to give it away, to love others the way you love yourself. Let it be your benchmark. Oh, I love myself. Oh, love others just like that. So this morning, I just really believe the Holy Spirit's here and He's doing a work and He's speaking to you. And I just want us to respond in a moment. So with every head bowed, every eye closed, I just wanna give an invitation this morning. Reason why I'm doing that is I just don't want anyone to be looking around and worrying about anyone's business. This is about you and God right now. I wanna give you the first invitation. If there's anyone in the room that we have the privilege of hosting you in our house today, but you've come because of a friend or you've heard something about Jesus and this morning you understand, man. You're like Simon, you're like, God, Jesus just wash all of me and you kind of go I don't have a relationship with you but I feel in this moment I am closer and I choose you today I want to say yes to you if that's you today I'd love to pray with you and if you could just show me by waving your hands at me I will see it and acknowledge it and then you could put your hand down I'm just looking around I won't have this prolonged but I just want you to you've made a decision just give me a wave looking around Jesus. Okay, let's get down to business. You see, the power of the Holy Spirit, after we are bathed, after our feet is washed, the Holy Spirit fills us and He allows us to walk in the supernatural. Because how many know some people are really hard to love? How many know you can be very hard to love to love yourself, right? And so the Holy Spirit comes and He breathes it into you and you begin to, where you have never been able to love before, He gives you the ability and it's a supernatural thing. So this morning, I want you to stand with me, church. It's amazing how love is instilled in the first commandment and it's amazing that love as the first fruit of the Spirit. It is the greatest love of all. It's the greatest love of all. When you love Jesus, When you serve Jesus, it's the greatest love. It is the greatest love. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.